Welcome to Speak It On. This program is designed for the edification and entertainment of the listeners and not designed to be representative of a church, nonprofit organization, or denomination. Opinions expressed are solely those of the host. So I was visiting the hospital today, as my job has me do sometimes. There are doctor's offices in attached to hospitals. But anyway, I was in the elevator coming downstairs, and there was a pediatrician in the elevator with me, and it was just us. And I was joking around with him a little bit, uh, and I, I said, Wow, well, I noticed you're a pediatrician. I said, Pediatrician, of course, that's a children's doctor, if you don't know. They do only children and uh, babies and children. And uh, I said, you know, I think there's a special place in heaven for uh, for pediatricians. And I really think that place is nice and quiet and calm. And he thought that was kind of funny. He, he chuckled because I'm sure that uh, there's uh, more often than not, uh, uh, when kids are taken to the pediatrician, to the children's doctor, they're sick and very upset, and they don't want to be there. And so, you know, if you can imagine what kind of behavior, if you've never observed it, it's kind of amazing in the uh, waiting area. But, um, of course, and he was a believer. He was a believer. He, he, he said, yeah, we, we're all going to see Jesus one day. I said, oh, absolutely. I said, and you know, I, I'm really trying hard to, uh, to to do what I can before I get there. You know, want to want to uh, want him to be happy with what I'm doing. And he said, ah, oh, and he kind of—I don't know if he he took that in the spirit it was given per se. He wasn't upset, but he said, well, you know, it's really not about about works it's about grace you know it's really he says sometimes i really feel like and this was him saying him talking he said sometimes i really think that works gets preached too much so you know i kind of took that and i was thinking well okay so he i don't i didn't disagree that grace is the focus right so anyway we went our separate ways and and parted good brothers but uh that stuck with me because it's still a situation where people are focused on this idea of earning your salvation earning your salvation earning your salvation now granted there are certain faiths and there are certain even people who would call themselves christian groups that super hyper emphasize works and what you do as a merit system it's kind of a little checkbox you know i gotta do this and this and this and this and this and this and this um and there's some uh, there are some belief systems out there. There are some religions out there that have a a requirement of you're going to need to do these things in your life if God is going to be happy with you. 
So, from that perspective, I get where they're coming from. But, I really, really, really think, I, I really don't agree with the fact that works is being preached a lot. I'm not hearing that. It, I, what I hear is a almost Christian paranoia over works and salvation. And to be very honest with you, I, I think this paranoia started in the Reformation uh, somewhat with Luther. And I've mentioned before that uh, Luther, if you look into his life, fantastic guy, okay, I'm not smacking Luther. He was fantastic brother and, and, and saint. But here's the issue. He was a human, and he had problems and issues, many of them, just like all of us. So you have to use discernment when you look at his life. And one of the things is, is he had a almost neurotic paranoia about sin and the afterlife. Part of that, it, in fact, if you read up a little bit on Luther, you'll, you'll know that when he confessed, and he was Catholic, right? When he, when he was in the Catholic Church, he would confess so much to the confessor at his monastery that the guy finally got sick of hearing him and just said, look, don't come back to me until you have something worthy of confessing said something to that. That's a, that's a paraphrase, but, but it was pretty much that stringent. He was making the man crazy. Why? Because he was paranoid about sin and, and, and the afterlife. And in that situation, in the, in, the, in the Middle Ages, with the Middle Ages in the church at that point, there was a lot of corruption running rampant. And so Luther saw this. The complication is, is he has handed this paranoia down to all Protestants wholesale, pretty much. It seems that way. We are so just absolutely paranoid about working for our salvation. Am I working for my salvation? I can't be working for my salvation. That literally, we don't want to do anything. There are people, I mean, literally, that don't probably don't do anything. Because you're afraid of doing something for your salvation. And that's just not the point. And I don't usually uh, quote this guy too much, but, but it's an interesting thing to say. Um, and this, this has to do with Dave Ramsey and, and his comment concerning somebody you know, said, hey, you know, it's really hard having money and was down on having money. And Ramsey said, well, I got to tell you this. No one would remember the Good Samaritan if he didn't have money. Well, I mean, to a certain extent, yeah, he's got a point. 
but he used it to help him. But if you know, but if he just showed up and hey, yeah, hey, patted the guy on the head, man, I'm so so sorry. Just prayed for him, and then walked off. That really wouldn't be a story to share, right? So, in the book of Acts, Acts chapter nine, verse thirty-six. There's someone that I want to highlight just for a second to refocus our paranoia over working for our salvation. And it has to do with this. It says, starting in uh, chapter 9, verse 36 of Acts, it's, uh, this is ESV, by the way. Now, there was in Joppa a disciple, okay, so she's already a disciple of Jesus, named Tabitha, which means tra- which translated means Dorcas. She was full of good works and acts of charity. In those days, she became ill and died, and when they had washed her and laid her in an upper room, so they prepared her for burial, Since Lydda was near Joppa, that's the location of the village, the disciples, hearing that Peter was there in the area, sent two men to him, urging him, Please come to us without delay. So Peter rose and went with them, and when he arrived, they took him to the upper room. All the windows, all the widows, excuse me, all the widows stood beside him weeping and showing tunics and other garments that Dorcas had made while she was with them. And Peter put them all outside, knelt down and prayed, and turning to the body, he said, Tabitha, arise. And she opened her eyes, and when she saw Peter, she sat up. And he gave her his hand, and he raised her up. Then, calling the saints and widows, he presented her alive. Now, I'm going to end it there because here's the point. She was a disciple, first of all. You're not a disciple of Jesus unless you have a relationship with Jesus. She had a relationship with Jesus. Jesus had already ascended. There was Peter there, right? Full, it says, full of good works and acts of charity. Well, so here's the question. Would all these people be really there if she hadn't done that? These people weren't standing around saying, Hey, do you know how many seminary degrees Tabitha had? Oh, man. Wow. Do you know how much she knew? She knew a lot of stuff. Man, Tabitha knew a ton of stuff. You know, hey, did you hear? Did you hear? uh, We had a discussion with Tabitha. Man, she just, man, she talked about Jesus all day. And it was fantastic. Now, not that those things are bad, but that's not what what, what it says. It says she was full of good works and acts of charity. Well, it sounds like she was doing something. But the problem is, if you show this to somebody who's got who who who's 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 got this this working salvation uh, neurosis or or you know 
paranoia. They'll probably look at that poor lady and say, oh, well, she was working for her salvation. She must have been working for her salvation. Just look at all that stuff she was doing. She was doing that was working, working for her salvation. No. She was saved. And to demonstrate her relationship with Jesus, she was doing stuff. And you know something? That's why those people were there. Because she demonstrated to the people around that she was a disciple. I wonder if, and I'm just guessing, okay, but I'm wondering, would Peter be so inclined to go if they said, you know, Tabitha really didn't do a whole lot. She didn't get out of the house a whole lot, but man, she loved to talk. Boy, she just talked, 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 talked. Man, she studied, I don't know, five or six different rabbis and man, she got all this, you know, she got a little certificate from the from the emperor on how smart she is. She's dead. Would you come? See what you can do. I wonder, would Peter be so inclined? Because I'm pretty sure not a ton of people would show up necessarily. Could be. Being a scholar is a very fantastic thing. Okay? Being smart and, and having Bible in you, that's fantastic. But it doesn't mean a lot if you're not using it. And that's what she was doing. And that's why those people were crying. And that's why she had this kind of scene at her, at her funeral. And that's why they sent for Peter. They thought, maybe, maybe he could do something. Jesus raised the dead. Maybe Peter can too. Maybe. Healed some people. You know? Her faith was infectious to the people around her through the things she was doing. Are works being preached too much? I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is because people are way too paranoid about doing stuff. I open the door for people. I don't care who they are, as long as, you know... As long as uh, they'll let me in good faith. That's maybe an American kind of thing. Maybe even a Southern American kind of thing. Don't know. But helping people. You know, caring. So, let's go back to James for a second. Because, and by the way, uh, the book of James is not a book Luther liked. Luther did not like the book of James. He did not want it in the Bible. In fact, I think he was thinking about leaving it out of his Bible. He said it is a right straw epistle. Kind of makes you think of a piece of dry grass. That's how he thought about it. 
he really did not like the book of James. Why? Because he had paranoia about working for his salvation. So, James chapter 2, verse 14 starts this way. We're going to read down a little bit. And this is James talking. And by the way, this is James in charge of the church in Jerusalem. He says, What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith, but doesn't have works? Can that faith save him? I'm going to stop right there. That's a rhetorical question. (laughs) Okay? And I'm not going to answer that. Everybody's, you know, Uh, The implication is no, but uh, I'll let you just decide that exegesis, okay? But here's the thing. If a brother or sister is poorly clothed and lacking in daily food, and one of you says to them, go in peace, be warm and filled, without giving them the things they need for the body, what good is that? And also, faith by itself if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, and I love James in this way. He's, but somebody's going to be somebody's out there is going to say, <laughs> okay, this is verse eighteen. But someone will say, "You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works." You believe God is one? You do well. Even demons believe and shudder. So here's the thing. Everybody's really concerned about what goes on inside their brain. That's a very Greco-Roman way of looking at it. That's a Western civilization way of looking at it. What goes on inside your brain? What God wants to know is what goes on inside your brain that comes out of your body and into the world. That's... What James is talking about. That's what Tabitha was doing. Is works being over-preached? No. Depends on where you're at. If you are in a, relig- in, a, in a religion or in a denomination or a, a Christian group that has a, has a checklist of stuff you have to do, to get to heaven, that can be a problem. Yes, that is a problem because grace gets you there. Believe in Jesus and you will be saved. But that ain't it. (laughs) It doesn't stop there. It's got to go to the next level. And that's what James is getting at. Look, you know, in essence, and this is kind of a L.A. paraphrase, but he's saying, "Look, if you have faith, that's fantastic. But I'm, but, but you need, but what is that? How how do I know you do if I never see it out of you? You know, if you're cussing and, and cussing and getting blasted and running run, and running people down and running pe- running your mouth against people and cutting people off in traffic and acting like a pretty pretty much a heathen, 
How am I supposed to know you have faith? And what really, really gets me is entertainers that wear Christian jewelry and say, oh, I started in church. And their lives are like a blooming train wreck of every list that God has in the New Testament of stuff you're not supposed to be doing. <laughs> if you're going to, if, 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 you know, if, if you're going to live like that, then please keep, keep the church stuff to yourself because basically you're just giving the church a black eye. Because obviously it doesn't mean anything necessarily because you're not doing anything with that. And I'm fantastic that people get exposure to, uh, you know, to the Lord and the church and the Bible and stuff. I mean, I totally believe in that stuff. So I'm not running that down. I'm just saying, if you're not going to embrace it and live it and, and, and be the disciple, and you're going to live like a heathen, then let me read this verse again. Because a lot of preachers just skip right over this thing. And that's James 2.14. What good is it, my brothers, if someone says he has faith but doesn't have works? Can that faith save him? So maybe there's you know maybe that's a resounding I don't know because we don't because immediately if you say no like I did before somebody says well you're judging people. Well, I don't know. If I am, then I'll repent. But I do want to say this. The tree is judged by the fruit. It just is. And if we looked at Jesus' life, and we looked at, what, at God's demonstration of his works in the world, we wouldn't be so paranoid because we're supposed to be acting on what we know. So with that in mind, I thank want to you for listening to this edition on, of Speak It on. on. If you would like to support this ministry, then please go to Patreon under L.A. Blackburn. May God bless every effort you make to do His will in His Word.